0: Hang on, buddy. You stay there. We got medics coming, okay? Don't... This is the moment Matt Rehm was rescued from his wrecked truck. An incredible survival story captured our attention over the holidays.
1: He survived for nearly a week in the cold, in part by drinking rainwater.
0: The 27-year-old trapped in the vehicle for six days over Christmas.
1: He was pinned in the vehicle with his phone out of reach. A week of being trapped. Rehm says rainfall helped to keep him alive.
2: Matt Rehm trapped in his vehicle for six days
0: before help arrive i rolled twice went through a creek and then landed under the bridge a northwest indiana man survived for six days in his crashed truck before a dramatic rescue that saved his life
1: i can't rap to this
2: yeah you can rap
1: all right all
0: right so this is a jacket that i had in my truck <laughs> that i used as a pillow finally got it back from the dry cleaners <laughs> <laughs> we getting paid every what, is this day. Hard? We pay
1: paid, ayy. Ay, let him pay. That's what we do. So it's fuck you if you intrude. <laughs> nah, you must be mad. Nice. You, you hit you H- yes, you so must be mad. you nice. I'm not be mad. Nice. I'm mad. <laughs> mad <nice.
2: That's cool. laughs>
0: Oh, um, yeah, we um, well, Eric kind of told me a little bit of what happened to you, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I have no room to complain about
2: anything. I <laughs> I yeah. um, Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: ended up really liking <laughs> that beat <laughs> <laughs> we win <went> on it. Venzelis <laughs> Romes Igordovich. <laughs> Igordovich. Everybody,
1: welcome <laughs> to another episode of Life to the Max. Yeah. We got Senor Igordovich, Matt Ream. But he has something in common with Max and they both share very tragic car accidents. Traumatic. Or traumatic. Yeah. Give me a couple more adjectives. <sighs>
0: Trauma-inducing
1: Trauma-inducing yeah,
2: Trauma-inducing Scary You know, yep. that's, that's That's easy one. That's, that's easy one, you know.
1: And we're gonna scary. go right into Matt's story Right after the Quad Fathers intro
2: Yes I'm a disabled vet And I'm paralyzed for a neck down Breathing through a machine But that does not stop me from following My dreams and doing what I love to do I don't got an excuse And neither should you Let's get into Matt Reams' episode
1: we really appreciate you traveling a few hours to to yeah. come see us. How was yeah. the drive?
0: Uh, besides driving through Chicago, it wasn't bad. Uh, where are you from? Uh, South Bend, Indiana. Nice. You're from nice. South we Bend. appreciate you. Yeah.
2: Is that where Notre Dame is?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's where Notre Dame. So you're
2: at. a Fighting Irish guy.
0: I am a Fighting Irish fan. Jesus Christ.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> right to the insult Red flag. <laughs> well, i mean uh, at least i'm not a michigan fan yeah
2: that's true I'm not a michigan oh fan. man
0: we
1: got two guests that traveled to be with us on the podcast okay, and the six, other one six. was from michigan
2: yeah the other one's fruit <laughs> shower ross <Scampicchione>. uh. okay <laughs>
1: Who do y'all so for this podcast here? is all about, you know, stories Just storytelling, there's no wrong answers All types of individuals come on sharing all types of stories For Max and, and anyone listening and For you too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's more than entertainment It's almost like therapy for anyone else that's also been in similar situations And right. uh, I'm excited to hear your story, man Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, So Let's just uh, get right into it. So, uh, I mean, obviously a lot of people know you're around this area because of um, the the news headlines and all the attention you're getting. So can you uh, explain uh, what happened uh, with, uh, um, basically what what happened, uh, Those, what were the dates again?
0: Uh, From December 20th to December 26th.
2: December 20th to December 26th, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I had been in Hobart, Indiana for the day, uh, at our hall, practicing welding, kind of teaching some of the younger apprentices, uh, how to weld better for work. And I was, got done with that about four o'clock, uh, went out, did a little bit of window shopping for Christmas week before Christmas. I always got to shop for myself and, uh, went to Hooters later that night after shopping. Let's go, yep. see some good ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it's it's always a good time at Hooters at
2: so- in South Bend,
0: <laughs> in uh,
2: in Hobart.
0: Yeah, or outside of Hobart. You're, you're, telling, in, me, in, in, uh, you're
2: telling me Indiana girls are hot?
0: Th- there are a few, far and few in, between. In, uh, I said there's a few
2: at Hooters. Uh you gotta take me to this Hooters right? Oh yeah. I gotta, oh yeah. I'll investigate. I gotta, You'll I investigate. Just, I gotta do a little reconnaissance.
0: Oh, but yeah. anyways, okay. do, do a little story yeah. on the Hooters there. Yes. Yeah.
2: So you went to Hooters.
0: Yeah. Um and a couple of weeks before that one of my friends had passed away. And uh
2: RIP to hear from friend.
0: Yeah. And so I had missed his funeral uh, in Valpo and his family was going to do a viewing and the final burial down in Missouri, which is where his family lives now. And so I was kind of beating myself up over it because I was going to, I wanted to be there for my friend, you know, show my last, course, yeah. show my last, like, uh, uh, my gratitude towards him. Of course, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I was because I was planning on staying in Hobart for three days. So Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, drive home Christmas weekend and then do something for Christmas. Do you,
2: so you live in Hobart?
0: No, I I, I live in South Bend.
2: So th- how far away is that?
0: Uh, about an hour drive. Okay. Um.
2: Right. So like the drive here?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Two and a half hours out here. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Um so I started driving from Hobart to South Bend with the intention of Thursday I was gonna pack up a couple suits, uh, a couple changes of clothes and drive down to Missouri to be there for my friend's funeral on Friday so anytime I drive from Gary Hobart area, I always take the toll road because there's a lot less traffic a lot a lot less drama shit like that but that night I accidentally took uh, 8094 and... Uh, Is that a highway? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's just the state highway, state interstate.
2: We and, got something cover, but continue.
0: Yeah, I start driving on that and I realize, oh shit, you know, I'm not on the, I'm not on the toll road. I'm going to make a U-turn and uh, go on there because the toll road to- takes me directly to my house, the highway that I was on. Takes me to like the opposite side of town. And then I have to drive all through downtown South Bend at night, which nobody likes to do. Just like driving through South, Sh- South Side Chicago. Oh, it's, uh, that, it's bad, South Bend? It, some parts. So I take the first exit and I get onto the overpass, get back on the highway going westbound. And it was foggy as hell that night. I mean, I could probably only see 10, 15 feet in front of me. And, um, you know, going 70 miles an hour, your reactions have to be pretty focused. And, uh, I thought I saw what I thought was a deer or at least deer eyes on the highway. So I swerved to miss the deer cause I wanted to be there for his funeral. Otherwise, if I didn't have to be there for the funeral, I would have hit the thing fucking square on mm-hmm. and, um, so I swerved, and I went over the shoulder and then kind of into the grass a little bit. And as soon as I started to go back on the highway, um, I hit the guardrail that had just basically popped up.
2: Now, are you, like, up in the air? Like, is, are, are you, like, on a bridge or something right now? Um,
0: it started to go around a corner, which had a bridge on it. Okay. So... I hit that guardrail, and it tore off the uh, tire, the rotor, wheel bearing, assembly, all that on my driver's side, and sent me down this hill, um, and... What was
1: the initial feeling when you felt that gravity pull you down? You I'm know, like, like, as soon as you lost control, what was going through your mind?
0: Basically, we're allowed to cuss on here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Um I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then I start going down the hill and, you know, by then I don't have any control of my truck, so I'm just like, fuck, you know? And it's just that almost sense of helplessness knowing that anything could happen in the next couple seconds. And so it starts going down the hill and it starts going sideways and I rolled twice uh, down the hill through a creek to where I landed it, underneath the bridge.
2: Underneath the bridge?
0: Underneath the bridge.
2: This is this uh, at night?
0: Yeah. So this was at roughly 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So 11 sorry, at night? Sorry. What's the weather like? So it's
2: foggy, foggy and dark.
1: Foggy. What's the temperature? I heard it was like freezing temperatures.
0: No, it was like 40s, 50s. Okay. It, it was a warm winter this well, thank year. Well, thank
2: God it was 40s, 50s. So yeah.
1: under under the bridge, you're upside down.
0: I'm on my three tires.
1: Okay, and are you like in shallow water?
0: Uh, no, I'm I'm fully up on the the bank of the river, but the bank of the river was pitched pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so had I been like sitting upright in my truck upright in the seat I would have been interesting leaning just about like that so um, during during the initial rolling and everything I ended up losing consciousness and so when I came to um, that's when I kind of realized I'm like oh fuck you know I don't have a horn I don't have lights I don't have Mm -hmm. Um, I can't hit my 911 call button. Uh, you know, I try calling out for my phone, trying to, I don't want to say it cause I know it'll go off yeah. right now <laughs> or Hey Alexa, yeah. you know, um, I can't, I, I try doing that over and over and over and I don't get any response, any answer. So, you know, after that I spent, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, just yelling at the top of my lungs, trying to get somebody to hear me. And at that point, you know, just from the adrenaline kind of wearing off and everything. So that's also when I realized that my leg was stuck. So when my truck hit the bank of the river, it pushed the engine into my leg Jesus, just completely crushing me, or crushing the lower part of my left leg. Mm. Um, But I had lost all feeling of it in it almost instantly, which I'm kind of thankful for, kind of not. But so,
2: did you feel any pain at all, or were you just stuck?
0: Not. I felt some pain in my right leg just because of the way all the plastic had kind of wrapped around my leg, kind of keeping it stuck. Um, So like every time, like over the next six days, every time I would try pulling my leg out of there, um, it was scraping or cutting against something and I could feel that. Um, And of course my right hand was uh, pretty well shattered in all my metacarpals. And, you know, I, I just knew that even though it was that shitty of a situation, I still had to try to keep staying alive. You keep know? your
2: composure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah.
2: Uh, so, so, how, how did like the first night go going into the morning? Like, did you, did you think like uh, someone would find you right away? Like, because, or did were you kind
0: of like you know secluded? Um. So I didn't really know what was around me at the mile marker i was at um in terms of you know properties right on the other side of this uh row of trees or whatever um so as far as i know i didn't know what was around me um you know i had a creek running right on the other side of my truck that that was just about the only noise I could hear besides all the cars driving over me.
2: That must have been so hard driving because, because the cars are so loud.
0: Yeah. And, well, what about
1: psychologically? Like, you want to be saved and you hear people over you. Yeah. You know, you just hear people that could potentially save you passing yeah. you by.
2: And that would drive thousands nuts. of
0: people. Um, and also, I was right down the road from not one, but two fire stations. <sighs> wow. So, within, I would say, probably about five miles of me, there were two firehouses that I could hear. Like at night, whenever somebody called 911 Get and they the called,
2: fuck out here. they could I-
0: call the fire department. I could hear the fire trucks leaving the stations. And I could hear that the entire time.
1: Unbelievable.
0: So
2: it's like a tease.
1: Well, I was yeah. just about to say that it was God teasing you. Like, yeah. damn.
0: Uh, do what? Yes. Yes, I did hear that wait, one.
2: Wait, Mom, Jesus. <laughs> let me, let me, let
0: me Be nice Let me Max.
2: control my show. Mom.
0: Simmer down, Max. <laughs> Mom, you're grounded. <laughs>
2: So 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 let me ask a question. So when so the first day goes by, the second day. So did it get harder going throughout the days, or did it get easier going throughout the days? Like, because usually, like the first or second or third day are like the toughest, and then you start getting used to it, or you like feel defeated. So like when you were like, did you feel like defeated on or on your last leg or? Um, Did you like have? Did you keep hope?
0: That's a pretty good pun, right there. My last leg. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, did you keep hope? You know, in in a situation like that, you're gonna have your ups and downs, right? So there were days when I had a lot of hope because you know I, I was trying to set like little goals for myself. Um, in terms of trying to get myself out of that situation. Um, you know, I one of my goals was grabbing my phone charger, grabbing my cord, um, and eventually grabbing my phone so I could call for, you know, rescue.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think it was the day or two before Christmas, and I had gotten my phone charger, and I could... Um, You know, my phone charger still had batteries. So if I could get my phone, I had a way to charge it. Um, Shortly after that, you know, I was able to grab my phone cord. So now I got my charger and my phone cord, and I think I know where my phone is.
1: But let's just recap is this like your second day trying to get uh, everything
0: together? Second, third day, yeah. Um, While I was down there, I did kind of lose sense of time. Uh, so I thought I, when I eventually did get rescued, um, I thought I had been down there nine days instead of the six days that I... uh
2: Okay, I mean, you were close.
0: Yeah. I was in the ballpark. You
2: were right there. <laughs>
0: um, so the... Uh,
2: so, like, so like uh, mentally, like, I, I can't admit, so when I got uh, paralyzed, like, uh, I was, when I was alone at night, it was terrifying. It was fucking terrifying, man. And I had nurses, but I was paralyzed, and I had to trust these people with my life, with uh, the breathing machine, and I don't even know who these people are. Yeah. Now, it's a completely different situation with you, because you're alone, and you have, like, you know, like, a little function with your, your other arm and stuff, and you're trying to, like, do all these things, but, like, I can't... Like, at, at night, was it hard?
0: Um, I think at night... there. So, there were a couple nights I was down there where I thought I heard road crews working on the road right above me. So... A couple of those nights, I was just yelling as much and as loud as I could, trying to get somebody's... If, if there was even somebody up there, just trying to get their attention.
1: Wow. So, so we talk a lot about this mentally, but physically, you know, I, I understand we could last a while without food, but what did you do right. for water? What did you do for drinking?
0: So, yes. so where I landed, um, every bridge has... Drainage spouts uh, for all the rainwater and everything like that, so it doesn't just collect on the highway and it doesn't have anywhere to go, so somehow when I landed, I landed directly underneath one wow, to where to where when it rained, all the rainwater, mind you, this is coming off a of highway, so it tastes like fuel, asphalt gas diesel rubber um you know, it's probably got animal blood and shit in it. Yeah. And, um, but when it rained, all that water would come in to through my sunroof that was shattered out. And I had a pair of sweatpants in my truck that I was able to basically collect the rainwater and just suck it out like and a sponge. Oh, man.
2: Dude improvise adapt overcome those those are my words like i love that and what you did is just that like it hats off to you man honestly like that it's like that survival instinct to like get the water that you need. Perfect to, time you know, to fill your fucking, glass kudos yeah. to with you, some man. pure water. <laughs> yeah, kudos, kudos to you, Matt. Improvise, adapt, overcome. That's what you fucking did. And that is, that's what a soldier does, man. That's what a fucking warrior does. That is, that is awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I like, I have mad respect. Like, just like, like when you, when you were thirsty, is that what you thought of? Like, I'm just going to ring out my, my sweatpants.
0: Yeah. Um, So I did try the water without trying to filter it somehow. And uh, that tasted like absolute shit. So I realized that that was not going to work to, you know, try to stay hydrated or as rehydrate myself as much as possible before or until the next rain, you know. How soon did you come
1: up with that idea to ring it out with your sweatpants? Was (laughs) Um, it the day of, next day? Like after the first sip. First the first, the first day.
0: No, after the first sip of water. Oh, okay, that's when I realized that it tasted like absolute shit. Oh yeah. Did, so you're like, I did go you have here.
2: any survival skills back then, or like did this come like purely instinct?
0: So i I've, I've always loved being outdoors and being in nature, things like that. And I think one thing that a lot of people, if they do have any experience outdoors, is having some survival skills. You know, whether it's Uh, making a fire with two sticks and shit like that or, you know, making your own charcoal uh, water purifier. You know, there there are just some things that, you know, if you spend enough time outdoors and around people who are like-minded in that, you know, they're going to all kind of build ideas off each other and build their skills off each other.
2: Right, okay. Um, so you had some knowledge, right? That's awesome. That's well, thank God you did. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. like some some people would have just gave up, and you're like, no, nah, yeah. I'm going to drink the water out of my sweatpants. sweatpants filter like, system." like, come out on. Out of my great gym sweatpants. All right, all right, let's fast hold forward. Hold on,
1: hold on, I got something for you. I'm, okay. I'm flabbergasted trying to imagine yeah. myself in a situation trapped in your car for six days. So far, you've explained to us the second and third day. I kind of want you to walk us through the days as they went on.
0: Yeah. Um, so the third day the third and I think fifth day were two of the darkest days for me. Um, between kind of losing a lot of hope and feeling kind of defeated through that situation, um, you know, kind of... Fee- uh, you mentioned it earlier, just the fact that I could hear all those cars, all the sirens, ambulances, fire trucks and all that. Um, you know, it takes a very quick, dark toll on somebody, and uh, you know, those same sweatpants that were saving my life, I also used those to try to end my life. Um, so you know, the, there's always good and bad to every story, and you know, that was obviously one of the bad spots, but um. You know, I came to the point where I was seeing stars, and you know, my vision was starting to black out. And uh, the one thing I did hear was my friend telling me not to do it. And yeah. you know, it, it's
2: like so out of body
0: experience, spiritual maybe.
1: The friend that you were on the way to see.
0: Yeah. No, no, oh. uh, d- my best friend. Oh, okay.
2: Do I shout him out?
0: Yeah, uh, her name's Kristen Grebeth. Uh, she used to live here in Elgin, but... Wow. Yeah.
2: Well, small world.
0: I think we're in Elgin, We're basically in we're Elgin. Basically right? in Elgin. Okay. Elgin, yeah. Uh, Shout out to her. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it was small little things like that that just kind of kept me going. Because, um, you know, while I was down there, I could hope and pray for a miracle. Um, but I've always been a real uh realist so it's hard for me to accept oh you know help is coming until help has came you know um so you know third fourth day um they were about the same wake up try to so i had a socket set in there and i was using that socket set to try to basically unbolt my truck enough to where i could get out
1: would you say this is the fourth
0: day? Um, this was a combination of like one through six. Okay. Just trying to work my way out what of if, that.
2: What if you did get out of it? Like, would you bleed out with your leg?
0: Um, I didn't have any, my broken leg, I didn't have any, uh, any bleeding. Um, my right leg, it was, um, it was cut up, but it wasn't anything that I would have bled out from. So, um, you know, I I had my steering wheel when it hit or when my truck hit, my steering wheel went from, you know, where you normally have it if you're driving or if you're in Atlanta, you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it hit, it pushed my steering wheel uh, into me and then into my leg. So it was basically resting my steering wheel on my center console, Mm -hmm. kind of pinning my right leg. Mm
1: While wow, the engine is pinning,
0: yeah, your other leg, yeah. Um, Holy fuck, man! Yeah. So that's
2: like torture.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I was trying to uh, do was take apart my steering wheel, and I realized then that if I don't have YouTube, I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> and, but most of those days, you know, I was grabbing pieces of trim, pieces of my door, center console, you know, all my dashboard. If it was broken off, I was getting rid of it. Right. Just throwing it outside my truck. Um, I'm glad I didn't get a fine from DOT or whatever trooper ended up. Well, why, why would you get the fine? <laughs> For littering. <laughs> For littering. That's crazy. What um, kept
2: you going, man? Like, every day, like, what kept you going? Like, honestly, like, I, you, you didn't give up. Like, you, you could, you, I mean... I'm like, I, I I've had we're sixty plus deep in episodes on this podcast, and I've never heard a story like this before, and I'm literally shocked. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm I'm trying to think of like you know hardships I went through, and um, I, I I just can't imagine like having the free will to move around. But being stuck and also having these sirens above you, like, and they don't hear you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like God is teasing you and then on top of it, you're still trying to do everything to make ends meet and to to get out of the situation. Like, so I just, I just, like your mental, your mental strength is like, you know, top notch, but
1: Were you awake most of the time or sleeping most of the time?
0: Um, It was kind of a combination of both of them. Um, You know, one thing that does happen in survival situations, um, people generally start losing a lot of sleep, and then their mind starts going very ragged due to sleep loss. Um, And I even knew that beforehand. And... You know, so one thing I did want to keep doing is make sure that I did get my sleep. I wasn't sleeping, you know, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. But you know, I would take naps throughout the days between yelling for help and trying to uh, work my way out of my car. Um, It would have been nice if I had a book. Did you know?
2: Did you know the time?
0: Um, Yeah, I I had a watch on me.
2: Okay, so you did know the timing. Did you know
0: the days? Um, I didn't know the days. It was just off my best guess of, you know, it's, my watch would say 7 o'clock. It's dark out, so I imagine it would be 7 o'clock p.m.
2: Were you cold at all?
0: Um, You know, thankfully we did have some warmer weather during that time, but... There were days when it was a little brisk, and I had my I had a Carhartt jacket and a Letterman jacket that I would uh, I'd wear one, and then the other one I would use as a pillow or something like that, try to keep my head warm while I was sleeping.
2: Dude, if I could clap, I would. <laughs> honestly, like make me proud, man.
1: His, uh, his story's his story's not finished yet. Yeah, I know. so, so well, hold on, fourth I, uh, day. I want to I want to recap. So so while you're persevering, you come up with an idea for like a little irrigation system to get water, right? As best you can. Yeah. And then you're persevering trying to take apart your steering wheel with the socket socket set that you could reach. You know, what what other things did you do in survival mode to try to try to get yourself free? Um Whether they were failed attempts or successful attempts.
0: Yeah. So I knew I wouldn't say I'm a mess, but I like disorderly cleanliness, if that makes sense. It makes
1: total sense to me.
0: <laughs> it um, means if
1: you walk into my room, maybe you'll see piles of bullshit everywhere like, man, this place is a pigsty, but I know exactly where everything is and every pile makes sense to me. <laughs> oh.
0: <Go on. laughs> um so I knew I had a bunch of stuff on the floorboard of my passenger seat that I couldn't get to. Um, so one of the biggest things, uh, for me was, um, you know, trying to figure out what I had, where I had it and things like that. So with having me been at Hooters earlier that night. I knew I had wings down there. Mm. They probably wouldn't have been healthy for me to eat, but it would have been food better than the diesel water. Yeah. Um, this is gonna
2: sound a little weird, but were you happy you saw some ass before you got <laughs> <laughs> it? <not before.
1: laughs>
2: Oh, what the hell? What's shine some light on this podcast for you happy you saw like a bunch of asses before you, you know, he's eating the wings stuck.
0: thinking about the Hooters. Like, damn. Like, damn, right. that was a pretty good last view. <laughs> yeah. Um no, it it wasn't. You said these girls were hot. I believed you. A, a few of them. Like one or two of them. This episode is brought to you by Hooters.
2: Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
0: Lindsay. Lindsay was your service. So, Lindsay. I had a
1: follow-up question besides you uh, trying to, you know, persevere more. Um, besides, like, physically trying to persevere, was there any, like, spiritual moments that just some almost indescribable spiritual moments that you had?
2: That's a good question.
0: Yeah. Um, so, me spiritually, uh, God and I have been kind of on an interesting uh relationship recently. Um having had religion used against me in the past, it's hard for me to kind of go back to it right now. Um, on that note, this has definitely been very eye-opening for me. Um, you know, I think in a situation like that, you know, whether a car wreck or a plane crash or whatever, you know, everybody at their lowest moment does cry for a God, you know. Of course. And, you know, I, I started doing that, you know, third or fourth day once I started losing a lot of hope, was just crying out, you know, like, why would you do this to me?
2: Why have you uh, forsaken me?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter because in a world where there are, what, 4,000 religions...
1: That's a fun fact. I did not know. Fuck yeah, the, there
0: there is a shit ton of religions. Are you
1: throwing four thousand out there or is that like the average I, number?
0: I, I think that there's like four thousand gods out there. Mm. Um it's which got. yeah. Um
2: it's a good thing one answers you.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, hopefully one answers us. Yeah. Well, I mean, one did answer me. Um, yeah, let's
2: get to that day. So you finally we we finally get to the sixth day. That's almost a week, right? And you are under this this bridge, and you are drinking water through your sweatpants. And like, so how did that day progress? Did you you woke up in the morning?
0: So I woke up that morning, and the day before it had rained, so I was starting to get thirsty, uh, knowing that I didn't have any water at the moment, not knowing. You know, when is the next time I'm going to have water, you know? Um, so, you know, I kind of start out the day, I had a journal down there that I was trying to write in with a broken hand, which I do not recommend that. It hurts a lot. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm writing in it and... Uh, what are you writing? That's the fun part. So that day I had lost a lot of hope um, between not having any water you know in my head I, I'm thinking it's the ninth day uh, lost a lot of um, hope on being rescued things like that so uh, that day I, I was planning on it kind of being my last day um, which sucks to say but you know in a situation like that Um, hope is all I really had, you know. You're a realist. So, you know, that morning I start writing my obituary. I wrote, uh, you know, what happened, kind of a recount of the last six days. Um, You know, I'm writing letters to Kristen, my best friend, dad, mom, Uh, aunt and uncle, some of my other friends. Um, I'm writing out basically my last will and testament that morning. And, you know, so I I spent, I don't know, maybe two, three hours yelling that morning, uh, trying to get somebody to hear me, like I'd been doing most days. And Somehow I didn't lose my voice by that day, but um, I decided—I don't know—about one thirty that I was going to take a nap. You ever get those feelings where somebody's kind of watching you in your sleep? Yes, uh, every night. That—that hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. That—that's—that's that's valid. Yeah. As all his nurses are yeah. laughing hysterically. Yes. Um so you know I kind of woke up with that feeling in my head and I'm like that's fucking weird because I know nobody's down there and as soon as I'm kind of thinking that you know I had um most cars nowadays have curtain airbags that go kind of protect your head from banging against the glass and um I just see a hand kind of pull back the curtain and I'm like what the fuck And uh like no way. Yeah, and
2: manifested it.
0: Yeah. So in my mind I think I'm hallucinating. So he sticks his head kinda in the window. He's like, Are you okay? You know, do you live here? Yada yada yada. And I'm like, No, I don't live here. Are you real? And that was like the first fucking questions that
2: you said are you real? Yes.
1: And he was hallucinating. It, it 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 gets to the point where as soon as you give up hope, that's when your blessings happen. As soon as someone feels like quitting, that's when their breakthrough happens. Ugh. And you hear this type of story all the time. It just never fails to blow my mind.
0: And... So, you know, he asked me, you know, were you in a car wreck? I'm like, I think, I mean, yes.
2: No, I'm just, my car is just yeah, but under a bridge. No, I wasn't in a car wreck. Yeah, dude, I was.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just camping, bro. You never yeah, do this? Yeah. You never do this? Try it out.
2: <laughs> well, I, I like drinking, you want some diesel water? <laughs> I, I like drinking on my sweatpants.
1: Um, yeah, try it, dude. Cheers.
0: So, so he yells at his son-in-law to go call the police and you know he's saying something to me i don't know what the fuck he's saying though um
1: by chance were they mexican individuals yeah we we had an electrician work on the house and i told him about your you coming and he's like no shit i seen him on the news some (laughs) some mexicans saved him right I was like, I don't know, but maybe. So here we are. This is why I'm asking this question. Shout out to the
2: Mexicans.
0: Shout out. To to the Mexicans. (laughs) Salud. Um, So he yells at his uh, son-in-law to go call the police, call the ambulances, fire trucks, whatever. Um, And, you know, very shortly I start hearing these sirens and, you know, from past experience they've just driven Driven over me and so that's what i think is going to happen again and then i start hearing the brakes and i hear the sirens just stop and i hear people talking and i'm like okay you know maybe this is real and you know they they start coming down they start assessing how fucked up of a situation it is um and they start, you know, coming up with a game plan on getting me out of there. And um, with the way the rescue had to be done, uh, they were wanting to basically roll my roof off. and Charles of life? Yeah. Then yeah. try to spread the uh, engine off me. But they realized that they couldn't roll the roof off because of the, the angle that I was sitting at uh, probably would have caused the truck to roll over. So then they had to rip off the rear driver's side door, then the uh, my driver's side door, and then there wasn't really anything to push off of because they had just ripped it all out. Uh, so they had to make their own places to push off of things like that just to push the engine off me, and when they Push the engine off me. That was the first time in six days that I could feel from my knee down.
2: You felt free
0: Yes. And then they start pulling me out. Well, they didn't start pulling me out. I tried, you know, kind of crawling out of there by myself. And they're like, you don't get to fucking move yet. (laughs) They told you that? Paraphrased, but... just shout
2: out to all the first responders out there. Yeah. You don't get to move yeah. yet.
0: This man's been in your
1: front yard for the past six days <laughs> and you finally get to him. Um I've
0: I've gone by their firehouses. They're really nice guys nice. and uh they I plan are, on. Man. They, I, I've, are. they all had better mustaches than me. That pissed me off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was your mustache like on the sixth day?
0: Uh about like what it is right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's
2: a shame. Look okay, at mine, though.
0: Listen, we all can't have <laughs> nice black hair like you. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Thanks, thanks. We all can't have nice, luxurious hair <laughs> like
1: Max.
2: Yeah, well, his hair is way better than mine. Uh
1: I'm trying to give you your flowers, man. Just accept them. Your jersey goes hard, and that, that that necklace is amazing. Teeth. Yeah, hey, yeah that, Your teeth is
0: that yeah. that wheelchair is pretty fucking sick. Though. <laughs> Thanks, man. He, he's he's like got the. Grant. Uh, he was Close. telling me about how he wants to get chrome spinners on there. Yeah. Oh, we could make it happen. Let's
2: get a Benz. <laughs> I can have a Benz, or I can have this chair. I chose this chair, bro.
0: I'll think how much my fucking leg's gonna be. <laughs>
2: Well, we're, we're gonna get we're we're gonna get to that. So finally, you hear these first responders, EMTs, yeah, firefighters. Yeah.
0: So they start pulling me out of my truck, and that's when I realized that my leg was pretty fucked up, and um, I can't feel my toes or anything like that. But I can feel where my leg was broken at, and I was talking to one of the firefighters last week, and he was saying that. When they got me onto the stretcher, my toes were facing me. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it had basically snapped my shin halfway, and then all that was just folded back looking at myself. It's a bit of a blessing that
1: the engine crushed your leg and, and, and did such manipulation to your leg that you didn't even feel it for yeah. those days. Yeah. You know, imagine being in agonizing pain while mentally thinking these people right above you are never going to save you. Yeah. that So so lucky you weren't in that agonizing pain the I, entire I mean, time.
0: I,
2: I would definitely say it's a blessing, too, that uh, it rained.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to bounce off your point real quick, uh, you have to remember my hand was shattered. She
2: was in pain. So your yeah. hand was hurting. And he was writing.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: Okay, well, lucky your lower body wasn't also in agonizing pain,
0: um, and and it is a blessing that I landed where I was at, and you know I wasn't upside down, and I wasn't, I didn't have any internal injuries at all. Uh, my blood pressure was, I think, one twenty one over seventy five. Um, it's better than me, you know my my sodium was a little low. Um, you have an eight. Uh, I was a little dehydrated for some reason.
2: Uh, (laughs) Wow, that
0: Uh, shocks
2: me. That really does. um, I thought you would be dehydrated for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, But no internal bleeding, no... You know, no lacerations. No TBI. Yeah. No brain damage. Yeah. It's fucking
1: amazing, man.
0: Yeah. So it it was honestly like I was... uh, So when I was younger, my sister and I always played a game because we always lived in houses with uh, staircases and we would get in our sleeping bags and ride down the carpets or ride down the, uh, the carpeted stairs. And, you know, as kids, we think that the sleeping bag's going to protect us, but like in a situation like my wreck was, it was like, I was just wrapped in bubble wrap for the entire thing Hmm. besides my leg. And, uh, you know, it's it's two months since my wreck and I'm out here, you know, driving around, walking around, uh, well, hopping around. Um, You know, I got my cast off last week, told I could uh, start using that like it's in it's crazy how fast my body's healed through all this uh on the physical aspect um you know on the mental aspect it's going to take some time to heal through all this um so
2: you you were suffering i mean you you were being tortured by freaking sirens that were coming to you then finally the one day you give up hope and you go to sleep you get saved right and what was it like when you finally got out and you got to the hospital like were, were you just like were you just in awe
0: so yeah I think that's that's the best way to explain kind of what I was feeling at the moment would be awe, you know having all that hope just kind of slowly chipped away from me and then you know, at 7 o'clock at night, I'm laying in a hospital bed having 20 doctors standing over me. You know, it's definitely, uh, it was a long four hours, but it was an amazing four hours, you know. Of
2: course you were able to drink at the hospital, right?
0: Um, no. No. Really? Nope. So you uh, could
2: drink from your sweatpants, but you can't drink at the hospital?
0: Yeah. Because the first night, um, I had to be on a no-water diet um, for surgery the next day. I know that.
1: I know that. Max has vented about this many times.
0: They gave you the sponge on a stick? Oh, I didn't even get a sponge. No?
2: You were NPO.
0: Um, I had a saline hooked up to me, and if my... Yeah, if my mouth did get dry, they could take a rag and dab my uh, mouth with it. And it wasn't until, so two days after being rescued, so the 28th was when I could eat ice chips. Still not able to eat solid food. It's wow. a
2: fucking tease, right? The ice uh, chips.
0: Oh, it's fucking... In- and it's and my, my nurse would only give me, like, three or four at a time.
2: I would only get one. <laughs> <laughs> and- I, you're lucky. Your nurse gave you three. <laughs> I wish I had three. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when, I went in, when I went in subject shock, bro... It- <laughs>
0: So they, uh, so it, it's funny that once I was in the ICU, cause I get there, they put me in the ER, um, and then they, they realized within like the first hour and a half that they had to amputate the bottom half of my leg. Um, so like halfway down my shin, they had to amputate cause I had no feeling it was starting to die off. You know, that's just bad. How did you feel
2: after they amputated it? Like, like, what was your feeling that, like, part of your body is gone?
0: Um, You know, I I think having lived through that situation for six days, knowing that my leg was probably going to have to get amputated, but also the fact that I was, um, if I could have reached my paring knife, I would have done it myself. So, I, I think that there was um, part of my brain that knew that I was going to lose a leg. So, you,
2: you accepted yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny that while I was in the ER, one of my friends was my nurse. One of my friends that I go drinking with. So, water or beer? I think he's talking about alcohol. A, really? I was just wondering. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, before the wreck, so alcohol. Oh, yeah, oh oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took, took me a minute, my yeah. minute. Our minds are focused on the diesel water still. I mean, I was
2: just wondering, man.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't normally go out of my way to drink diesel water. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that that would be a pretty good energy drink, though. Diesel water. Yeah.
1: Bring mineral, mineral water to a whole other level. Yeah. Highway minerals.
0: Yeah, fuck. Um so this girl that I go drinking with at the bar, uh she was my RN and for a couple nights she just had to wipe my ass. And, and how
2: did that feel?
0: Um much respect to her. Like holy fuck. I could never wipe my friend's ass.
2: I get a finger in my ass every single day.
0: See I tried getting No no him no no it's no, no. an
1: understatement. He gets a fist. Up his ass every single
2: day. Yeah, take the stool out, you know. But but, uh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. But I have to do it. But you can continue your story, man.
0: So you're into pegging. Oh, That's what I heard.
2: I can't can't feel, like, but, you know, like, Chris goes hard she she makes sure she she'll she'll go far up in my ass and be like next i can feel it i'm gonna take it down eric push on his stomach
1: listen listen he could fit this much okay now look we, we brought up the mexicans earlier if anyone's looking for a mule Max is your candidate You could fit two kilos up there, I promise you And he's not getting searched at the border Look at him, it's a liability if you hurt him They don't ever want to go near Max You will get your product, we're just going to have a hefty tax On life to the max Brought to you by Matt
0: And cocaine (laughs) We do not endorse cocaine Or the usage of it
2: Did you, were you able to feel Her wiping your ass?
0: Oh yeah, yeah it was so weird. So, of course, below the fracture site, I couldn't feel my toes or anything like that, um, which I have to say is the weirdest fucking feeling ever. So I don't... You're fucking strong as shit for knowing it's all there but not being able to feel it. You it, can't it,
2: feel anything.
0: It, at least you don't have to buy Advil or it's Tylenol.
2: It's true. I got oxycodone. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't feel as, shit
1: with that either. Talking about feeling, and and as our first amputee being on the show, I have a. I'm curious about a phantom pains. Do you ever experience? Yeah. Yes.
0: That? How yes. would you describe it to people? Um, like my leg's still there, but I feel everything. It'll be like a jolt of electricity running down my leg through my toes, and then into my into like the bottom of my foot. So. Whenever um, Basically You ever have like The bottom of your foot cramp mm-hmm. So it's Like that feeling But my entire leg Will cramp
2: You're spitting facts Because that's how I feel right now Every day That's how I feel That that, that like Prickly feeling mm-hmm. You know what I mean Where do you my feel whole, the most? My hands My feet My throat my, Mostly my heels And my throat because I told you I have uh, fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. so I have fibromyalgia. I do have a question though. How long were you in the hospital?
0: Uh, from December twenty sixth to January seventeenth, so twenty one days.
2: And, and you were you said you recovered pretty quickly, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Did you uh, tell the doctors, like, what you were drinking and stuff? Like, how you were able to, you know, survive the six days?
0: Yeah.
2: You yeah.
0: But oh, as, as soon as I got to the hospital, first thing they did was hook me up to a catheter, which is the strangest fucking feeling ever.
2: I wouldn't know. I mean, I have a catheter. Yeah. I can't feel it. Um, mm-hmm. There's perks to this shit. <laughs> just...
0: um, so with a catheter, you just forget... You're peeing, and so like I was laying in the hospital bed with like my dad and friends in there, and they're like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's my my piss jug," hmm. and I got one too. Your your, your body right. gets to the point where you're pissing and you don't even know you are. Interesting, it's just flowing.
2: Yeah, was, just free flowing. How
0: many, how many people visited you, man? Um, I had a bunch of people visit me. Um. You How know. did it feel
1: when you got that support?
2: Yeah, shout out to them.
0: You know, it, it's not just my friends and family who have been supportive. It's been, and I say this with um, all the love in the world, like it's everybody. Like I, I've had people, um, like a post I made had, 265,000 views within a day wow Um, my story was googled 339 million times in 48 hours and the amount of you know support from people supporting my GoFundMe to people who have you know joined me on this story I know your mom mentioned that she's been watching my story and so thank you for that um, I'll
2: definitely uh, check out your GoFundMe. I, did, I didn't even know you had one.
0: Yeah. Um, it's linked in all my bios. We'll link
2: it in the description below on this podcast for sure.
0: Um, you know, I, I didn't ask my best, or I didn't ask my friend to set up the GoFundMe. It was just something that she did. And, you know, people saw my story and they just start donating. And, um, you know, had I gotten like, Ten fifteen thousand, I would have been more than happy with that just to kind of help me move forward. But I mean, I th- like last time I looked at it, it was at one hundred and eight thousand dollars. That's good, man. And I'm That's like, good for you. holy shit! Like, I I have people donating that I've heard about. You know, some of, like our. So I'm in a union, so we have like international vice presidents and shit, and you know some of those have donated and i've never even met them but you know in our union it's a lot of solidarity and it's a lot of brotherhood kind of like you being in the military i was just
2: about to get to that because when i got on my car accident the amount of support i got like through facebook and people reaching out people from high school like i never talked to people like that I'd never even known Just reaching out and like Saying like, like a kind word the, Those comments got me through Like oh yeah. the, You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. it really did Like it, it gives you encouragement like, oh, yeah. So I'm happy it happened This accident happened during Like th- this era of social media Where we were able to connect And stuff oh, yeah. Just like you it,
0: Imagine if this happened back in like the early 1900s You yeah. know like, oh, you know, he was run over by a horse and buggy. Yeah. Bo- both his legs are broke. He's got to get him amputated. Okay, well, send him down to the village doctor, yeah. and that's it.
2: Get the saw and whiskey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So the, the amount of love and support, you know, within the first week on Facebook, I had 1,500 messages. And it took me for, like, I, I was waking up at, Four o'clock in the hospital because I didn't want the phlebotomist to come in there, take my blood, because um, <laughs> uh, she would always come in every morning at six o'clock. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and I'm like, I I'm want. i in the hospital, and I'm on vacation right now. Fucking let me sleep in. <laughs> Dude, you, yeah, I love it.
2: This is so biggest thing in the hospital they say try to get some sleep right try to get some sleep and I'm like okay I'll try to get some sleep and then freaking two hours later I get woken (laughs) up by someone like that's taking my blood pressure oh just taking your vitals sweetheart you know it's like bitch I'm trying to fucking sleep
0: so they would give me trazodone and trazodone knocks my ass to sleep but then they would come by at 12 o'clock wake me up to give me meds wake me up at 3 o'clock, give me meds, wake me up at 6 o'clock to take my uh, vitals, do blood work, and then 9 o'clock they would come back around with meds. I'm like, I slept better in the car, God damn it.
1: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong.
2: (laughs) Pros and gods, the pros and gods. Yo, so
1: I, I got one more question for you. You talked about your perseverance when you were surviving in the truck, and you talked about the perseverance recovering in the hospital. I want to talk about the perseverance you're going through, recovering back to reality, That's back what in the I real know. world. I was just yeah, we're in our minds, Max. Great minds think alike.
0: Yeah. So even now, you know, I'm taken to social media a lot more uh, because there are a lot of people want, who want to keep up with my story and things like that for um... You know, the whole social media thing, I'm not the greatest at, so I'm oh, still... we are not yet, yeah, <laughs> I, I, but we're doing our best.
2: Dude, I hate social media. No, fact, like, I used to like it back
0: then. Co- coming from the guy who has a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric handles yeah.
2: my social media.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. It's a different kind of
1: animal, man, but, you know... It is. The support, again, the support is, like, the biggest oh, yeah. component in any situation, you know? Oh, yeah. it's, it's more It's more important than the numbers I in like, my opinion
2: I had like 500 people like posts on my like Facebook when I first got injured and I read every single one of those posts yeah. and I was just like wow like this like this is crazy yeah. you know what I mean and I was paralyzed from the neck down and I had a seat collar on neck collar you know what i mean i hate I, that I, fucking thing and i had <laughs> and i had a, a ventilator and i couldn't feel anything you know so and the only thing that's like getting me through are the people that are supporting me like my family and my friends and all these random people that are giving me love and support just like yeah. they gave
0: you
1: yeah you Be, know yeah besides the social media do you feel anxiety when you're driving do you
0: So I still haven't been, I haven't stopped at the rec site yet. Um, I went and seen my truck a couple weeks ago. um, And, you know, that that was the first time I've seen it in person. And that was the first time I actually seen how bad it was from the outside. Uh, Of course, I spent six days on the inside, but I couldn't see how fucked up it was on the outside. Mm -hmm. So I think going by there and actually seeing it in person, uh, it wasn't, you know, a really sorrowful experience. It was more of a very, it it was kind of uh, therapeutic, you know. Interesting. Um, Because, you know, this chapter isn't over, but it was like that paragraph ended, you know, like there's, there's still more in this chapter to go on. So and, much more. Um, but you know, my wreck is over. I'm healing, and you You're know, living life to the max. Yeah, li- living <laughs> life to <laughs> the well, max.
2: Well, well, we, we, we kind of uh, got off track when you said that you got home. So like, when you got home, you know. Uh, I, I was watching YouTube videos, and you have an apartment now or something. Yeah. Like, did you have that apartment when you got home?
0: Um, so th- there was a strange set of events around me being discharged and where I was going to be discharged to. Um, the place that I live in what wasn't going to be um, the best for me moving forward in terms of healing and accessibility-wise. So that is something that I had to figure out within four days, um, from, so I was supposed to be discharged on a Thursday and I had to end up pushing it back to a Tuesday because I couldn't get into a new apartment quick enough to have it viable, um, Mm -hmm.
2: When you got to your new apartment, you finally slept for the first time at night. How was that?
0: It was good. Um, Now, from the hospital to the apartment, uh, we stayed at, uh, because my family had flown up. My dad aunt, and grandma had flown up from Atlanta, Georgia. And so we stayed at a, there's a hotel on Notre Dame, and we stayed there for a week uh, while we got kind of the apartment furnished and everything. So, um, you know, it it was the first night in almost a month that, you know, I could wake up and I didn't have to be somewhere and I didn't have to, you know, have my blood taken or have, uh, my vitals checked or, You know, hey, you know, wake up at 7 o'clock. We're going to go to Lowe's and grab stuff for your apartment. It was the first day I could actually relax.
2: So give me, like... it's like a day day in life experience. You told, uh, when I was watching your YouTube channel, you said, "Well, I interview doctor women, in Chicago Tribune, life to the max, pot." <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, go just, see like, Lindsay say, at Hooters. Yeah, you know. To, yeah just shout out to Lindsay at Hooters. You know, you know who she, you know who you are.
0: I'll uh, show you her Instagram uh, later.
2: We'll link it. yeah (laughs) all right so um so what is it like when you wake up in the morning
0: uh so wake up in the morning i got a ninth floor view of the river and overlooking downtown south bend so uh sun shines right in my eyes right about seven eight o'clock in the morning which kind of pisses me off but it's a nice way to wake Uh, up piss
2: me off too trust me
0: (laughs) um yeah, so most days, depending on what I'm doing, uh, some days I wake up. For instance, today, um, woke up, ate a little bit of breakfast, not a whole lot, just I don't like eating naked. before I drive. Um, was I naked?
2: Yeah, like do you like put clothes on before you eat breakfast?
0: Uh, generally, sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes in the morning, I like airing out my stump. Uh, Just make sure that smells good for the day. Spray it with... I
1: thought that was the only way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, spray it with Febreze a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, most mornings are pretty easy going. Wednesdays I have wound care, so they check the incisions and all that. Um, You know, if I've got a news interview, I try to schedule all my news interviews in the afternoon just so I don't have to wake up early because nobody likes waking up before noon. My um, God. <laughs> um, a lot of days I have doctor's appointments, so that takes up a lot of my time. So I'll just wake up, eat breakfast, go to them, um, kind of relax the rest of the day, um, cook some food. Yeah, pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm trying to take things slow right now Just while I'm healing up right, right. Once I get my prosthetic Then I'll be running I was
2: just going to get into that So like uh, your prosthetic Are you pretty excited about
0: this? Yeah um, You know it's going to be Nice to be able to So one thing that Kind of hinders me right now uh, Getting around on Wheelchair walker um, Crutches you know one thing that I do feel kind of is true for me personally is a little bit of that vulnerability of knowing all somebody has to do is, you know, take my walker or my crutches or something like that and I can't chase after them. Um, so, I
2: know the feeling. I know what you're talking
0: about. Well, if somebody takes your wheelchair, there might be bigger problems than well, that. Well, they
2: could just literally just take the mat off and then yeah, yeah, it. it's that simple. But I, I definitely know the feeling. Of what you're talking about?
0: Thanks for letting me know your weakness. Yeah, yeah. If, mm-hmm. take it off. In, in, go for in, it. In case you ever piss me off,
2: <laughs> go for it. Or in case <laughs> he's
0: talking too much, just. take my yeah. breath
2: away. You mother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please, please tell me that you use that for your uh, Tinder pickup line.
2: Uh, I did. Uh, I did a few times. Yeah. Uh, you take my breath away. I, I also say like that. Uh, I can. I literally can. I don't. Like I, you can't suffocate me if you want to sit on my face. Like I do that too. Because <laughs> like, I got air going through my freaking neck, and I don't yeah. need. I don't need my. my
0: you could just keep face. going. I'm just he's, keep going. He's he's got his own. Uh, uh, snorkel. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't
1: have to come up for air.
0: <laughs> there are freaking He's perks. He's finishing the job. There are perks. So if you were to go scuba diving, would they just plug it into your throat, or... Uh,
2: I don't think I can go scuba diving.
0: Can we get a RNs? Unless we have to take
1: machine.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't swim.
2: No. I could float, maybe. I don't know.
1: We read a book where Christopher Reeves was... was floating in the water for therapy
2: yeah and they would keep but they would keep the vent like he he could not like put his neck under the water because obviously he'd get probably drown himself yeah 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 uh yeah the vent like definitely uh stops a lot like definitely like uh doesn't allow me to do a lot of things it makes things a a hell of a lot harder like i mean just just getting in this room was like if it's it's a mission sometimes you know but uh i mean
0: mission possible
2: yeah you know improvise adapt overcome oh yeah that's what that's what i like to say and uh i mean and that's what you did too and uh when you get your prosthetic leg i mean like, like, like I was gonna say, uh, in the army, I had a sergeant who lost his leg. <laughs> into a car accident, a Humvee accident, and a, another Humvee crashed into another Humvee that had a skin door. So basically that metal, like, went straight into his leg, and he was bleeding out, and someone put a tourniquet on him, and... He had to go to uh, like a uh, hospital, and then they they took his leg. They took uh, the same part where you are. They're, they're, they took it out, and he told me it's been like the biggest blessing in his life. And I'm like, what? Like you losing your your leg, and then he was like, yeah, it's given me more appreciation to life. You yeah,
0: so. and. Then- So one of the jokes I always make now is that, uh, you know, how a lot of people always compare things like, oh, you know, that's got to cost an arm and a leg or something like that. Um, So, you know, it's nice having the appreciation knowing that my life cost me my leg. And, you know, I think if it came down to anybody, I think they'd do the same thing, you know. Fixed. Oh no. so, I would
2: mean, so yeah otherwise
0: I mean I'm I'm too young to die you know yeah. there there are too many hot girls out there for me to die
2: <laughs> you're telling me you, you should you should see our podcast we just posted like, <laughs> some pretty decent chicks check them out I yeah,
0: will, but I, but I, <laughs> and and, and where like, can I find this? At? Sound like a, a low uh, grade
2: Life's uh, Life Max podcast. That's okay, where you can find it. At. You know, uh, what what
0: is that stream on? Is that just it's Instagram platforms. or all platforms? All platforms and, and YouTube. Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, but uh, so, <laughs> it, uh, but my last question to ask you is, like, so when I first got injured, I. Uh, Dude, my whole life was upside down. Like, it was was insane. Like, I, I, like, they're, like, saying, okay, well, we're going to do a bowel program and, like, stool and all this stuff. And I, I didn't even know what stool was, dude. Like, I was, like, I was, I was in the military. I was, like, trying to become a ranger, you know, like, uh, doing everything possible to go Special Forces and, like, uh, Just being a good soldier, you know? Yeah. uh,
0: You wanted to get all the women, didn't um, you?
2: (laughs) Somewhat. No, There's a guy in the military, my battalion commander at the time, Colonel Smith. He inspired the hell out of me. When I saw him, I was like, I want to be like this guy. He was in Black Hawk Down. So I was like, I want to be like this guy. I want to do everything this guy did. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was working hard, even on the weekends. I when I got off work, which is garrison, so when, when we're doing, like, regular work, it's usually, like, you know, like, you wake up at 4 in the morning and get off at, like, 5 p.m. I yeah. would still go to the gym, work out, and try to, like, you know, like, improve myself to, to be the best. And I that I was the best and, and like people will vouch for me including yeah. Colonel Smith you know what I mean like so um and when that was all taken away from me that uh, that's, that sucks so I, I gotta ask you so you were in the car for six days so you you, you, uh, you didn't know if you were gonna be, uh, be alive or dead you know but when you got to the hospital and uh, they took your leg off and then they amputated you, like, and then you, you finally got home, like, uh, how is life been now? Like, does, does it, is it still, like, fresh wounds?
0: So, uh, I don't think it's as much fresh wounds as most people would think. Um... You know, I've been asked by so many people so many times what happened, how did it happen? Um, You know, what were your thoughts through that? And for me, I think that the most therapeutic thing that I've done through this whole ordeal is tell my story. And, you know, telling your story is not only therapeutic, but it can also help other people and generally when you're helping other people that in and of itself seeing that reward seeing that person have a better life because of something you said or something you did it's that in and of itself is such a great blessing it's beautiful it is that's exactly what life to the max is all about
1: man it
2: really is so I, i have a question do you have any questions for me because Eric told me, he only told you a little bit about yeah. this, right?
0: Um, so Eric said that uh, you know it's you were in a construction accident or something like that.
2: No, so uh, so I so I was in my prime, bro, in the military. Uh, it was. Um, March 21st was my birthday, and my accident was March 24th. And, okay. And uh, I was driving up to see my family, right, and to see my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and I remember vividly being outside of the gate of our, our like, base. We were filling up on gas, and Nicholson, the driver, was like, Hey, um, do you want to drive first or me? And I was like... Fuck, uh, I was like, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll, you could drive first, you know what I mean? And then I, like, stopped for a split second, and I was like, you know what, actually, I'll drive first, and I, because I wanted to wake up to my hometown, Yeah. right? And then, uh, drove halfway, got to Terre Haute, Indiana, and, then, uh, I, uh, put my seat down, and he started driving, I was like, wake me up when we get to Chicago, and tell so my girl I loved her, and then... Woke up in the hospital three days later, paralyzed from the neck down. Breathed through a machine, like, not being able to talk. I couldn't talk for 15 days. I was in the ICU. I couldn't eat for four months. I couldn't drink for a month. But after the month, I was only allowed to have tablespoons of water, which is kind of a tease, but whatever. Yeah. And a lot of nurses don't want to sit there at night and give you tablespoons of water. Right. You know I mean, unless they're good people, then usually night nurses, like, just want to, like, get their rounds done, you know? And then, yeah. uh
0: and go play on their phones.
2: Yeah, yeah, just do, do what they got to do, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh, yeah, dude, my whole life flipped upside down. I uh, went through uh, spinal shock, spinal cord shock. Uh, I went through, um, I, I, like, remember vividly, like, the accident because I was sleeping and I woke up to the accident and uh I was in a coma and then I was in the hospital for a year and uh I was at Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago I uh was I was doing therapy and stuff and I was just like trying my best to like think like okay I just have to, like, think, like, I'm going to walk again. I'm just, this, this just is all te- temporary, you know, the fence is just temporary, like, and like, they, that they're, they're, like, trying to, like, explain how serious this is, but my military attitude, I'm like, no, I'm going to walk again, you're crazy, yeah. like, you know what I mean, and they're like, that's, you know, that's how it works, you know, and then after, um a few months my girlfriend left me unfortunately that 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 was like a dagger in the heart you know because she was like my rock and uh but it also helped me because I was like you know what I am just gonna focus on therapy right then I uh that I uh I actually uh start talking to other women and I was surprised that like other women would like me and I got a. I I actually started dating a girlfriend. She had a boyfriend I I got her and I was dumb enough to to not to like talk to other women when I was dating her, so that was stupid. So yeah. Uh then I got home, uh, and I was just partying. Partying. Like I was going to clubs, I was going to strip clubs, I was freaking having people over, I was smoking, I didn't like I didn't give a fuck. Like, I, I not one fuck, like, you know, and then, uh, years go by, you know, and, uh, a year goes by, and I realize all these people that are coming over are just fucking using me, so I close safe, right, and, like, everybody leaves, besides two so people, you know, that I'm miserable, I'm alone, I, I'm sad, I'm depressed, you know, I'm overweight, so I start, uh, doing therapy, finding a purpose, you know, and then... Fast forward, like you know, four years later, uh, I meet this guy, and we start this podcast, and that's uh, that's that's how the accident happened. I mean, that that's like a, a quick summary, a quick like summary of what happened. I have an episode coming out called Split Second, uh, and it's basically the first episode that we have on our podcast, but it's going to be on camera
0: okay. because
2: like. Uh, like everyone wants to listen to my story, but they have to listen to it when we had no experience whatsoever with podcasting. Yeah. It's just, it's like a very raw, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, it's, it's a good podcast, but it's long, you know, and the one I did, um, that's going to be released soon. That, that's going to like show like what I actually went through. Cause like, I mean, like I, to call a nurse i had to blow a straw you know what i mean like like and then uh not like and then like after eight years now knowing like like i i can't move my arms and shit it's so weird yeah. and then i feel that nerve pain you're talking about like all the time it's the weirdest feeling yeah. but I, I like don't I don't like you know like sit down and be like, Okay, I gotta like uh, like I'm gonna like, give up on life this that you know. I, I like you know you, you don't hate your situation. To everyone out there, if you're in a situation, you not hate your situation, you embrace it. That's what you do and that's what you do, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? All you can do sometimes. That's all you can. You know, and we're both writing books. We're we're both living life to the max. You're getting all these interviews, man. I wish the fucking best for you. I really do. Like, and I'm happy Eric reached out to you. Uh, Do
0: you want to play yourself in the movie? What movie? The movie that they make about me. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say hell yeah for Max.
2: (laughs) I mean, last time someone offered me acting uh, that uh that didn't work like he screwed he screwed me over he he knows who he is but uh yeah i would love to if you want to uh, i mean
0: all you got to do yeah. is just sit there exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> do you want look at this
1: perfect hey you got it. Do you want to see? Do you want to see? No, just you're here. shaking your chain off, man. Calm down. Yeah. No, no
2: but dude, it's honestly been a pleasure having I mean, you. on. Know, it, yeah. it literally is, and you're welcome anytime to okay. be on. And uh, do you want to uh, shout out anybody? Like, uh, do you want to like, uh, shout out the fire department? Yeah. So
0: the uh, Portage Fire Department. Uh, house two and three uh thank you guys for being the first responders there and for keeping me alive and then all the staff at uh beacon medical center thank you for keeping me alive thank you for helping me get back on my foot and you know i'm uh live this life to the max
2: it's good to have the uh, it's good to inspire people and motivate people because the whole reason why we started this podcast is to show people the perspective of life. Like, it's different. You walked in, the first thing you said to me it was like, shit, I got nothing to complain about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, oh, it ain't like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we all have our bad days. Yeah. But, like, if I'm able to give you strength or inspiration, then I'm proud to do that. And I feel happy that I'm able to do that. And for everybody out there, I'm happy. I'm able to do that but you give me inspiration I freaking improvising adapting and overcoming your situation six days in, in a car six days and figuring out ways to drink water figuring out ways to survive and then finally when you give up someone finds you that's how it is yeah that's how it is. It's
1: all you had to do you should have gave up on the first day and they would have <laughs> found you all you had to do was give up.
2: All right, everybody, uh, this has been Life to the Max. You can follow us on Life to the Max podcast on Instagram. Follow us uh, Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. We're streaming all platforms Apple and Spotify. And uh, please, please comment because this was a good one. Thank you.